0: Welcome back. This is episode number five, and today's guest is Kristen Riordan, or if you're local to Orlando, you may have known her for years as Kristen Schneider. She is a yoga teacher, a world traveler, an author, an Ayurvedic practitioner, and she has so many things to share with you today, so I'm really excited that you're here, and I'm also excited because it's going to be our first giveaway on the show, so Kristen has offered to give us a free copy of her book, and we're going to do a drawing, and so here's how you can enter. You can listen to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and then find us on Instagram at Body Mind Spirit Service and look for Kristen's post and then tag your favorite yoga teacher or Ayurvedic practitioner below. And lastly, just share this podcast to your Instagram stories or wherever you like to share things. So you can take a snapshot of it and share it on your stories or Facebook or wherever you like to share and just tag us there. So if you do those three things, we will enter you into the drawing to win a free copy of her book. So let's go ahead and dive in. I hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Body, Mind, Spirit Service podcast show. I'm your host, Shay Knight. I'm a yoga teacher, a teacher trainer, a massage therapist, and a wellness entrepreneur coach. And I've been in this industry for over 15 years. So believe me when I tell you, I know that you feel called to serve others with your work. And I also know that sometimes you scream in a pillow, run out of money, feel isolated and question your career choices. (laughs) Listen, we all do it. So on this show, we're talking about it with our colleagues. We're talking about money, marketing, work-life balance, burnout, side hustling, full-time hustling, and what it takes to keep going or sometimes to not keep going. Each recording is dedicated to you. Wherever and whenever you tune in, I hope you gain a little something to help you on your way. So, before we begin, I invite you to take a deep breath, get centered, maybe make a cup of tea, and be present while you listen. I'm so glad that you're here, and I hope you enjoy. first memory i have of you was in a prenatal yoga teacher training when i was dying i was so sick i had to go to the er and your angel self came over to me and like were like hey you don't look so good i think maybe and i was like i'm actually dying And that was my first interaction with you. So I'm like, I have this tender space in my heart. I try to send my clients to you for Ayurveda. I drink your golden milk every day. So it's a real honor for me to have you here on the show and be one of our very first guests to share some tips from the trail for our listeners.
1: That is so sweet. As you're saying this, I'm remembering one of our old memories is being at Panera because I was in between Ayurveda offices and we met for your consultation at Panera. And I'm pulling out jars of like herbs and elixirs and I'm like, show you how to rub turmeric mask on your face in public.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's so funny. I was literally walking around that Panera the other day and I was like, oh, this is for Kristen and I had a session so long ago. (laughs) I love it. For our listeners, um, let's see. For me, my first introduction with you was yoga. But as, as far as wellness service provision goes, was that your first or was there something before yoga? I kind of want to walk it back to how it started. Do you remember like your first yoga class? Like what led you, you know, to the beginning of this journey?
1: Yes, I will make a long story less long. So (laughs) my first yoga class, should not set the tone for my yoga life at all. And it doesn't. I was 15, and I don't know about your relationship with your mom when you were a teenager, but when I was a teenager, anything my mom took me to do was embarrassing. It didn't matter what it was. And she took me to my first yoga class. It was at Paramount Gym in Altamont Springs, maybe a popka. I was 15, and my mom dragged me there. And I just laid there thinking, I already know how to breathe. And I didn't respond to yoga, need need I say more, my first time. And then fast forward maybe seven years, I graduated college during the recession. So I went to China to teach English. And while I was there, a girlfriend of mine took me to yoga and I fell in love right away. I was just looking around this tiny little room packed with women, probably, I might have been on the younger side, maybe early 20s, up well into their 80s. And the women in their 80s were in straddles with their bellies pancaked to the floor. Like I was just in awe of the whole thing. And I actually fell so in love with it that I went from teaching full-time English to part-time English so that I could go to yoga more and more. It was all in Mandarin. I had no clue what was going on. But at the same time, my roommate, the Filipino friend who brought me there was studying Buddhism. And so she was teaching me Buddhist meditations and everything. So every time we went into Shavasana, the teacher was talking in her very sweet voice in Mandarin. I had no clue what she was saying. So I was just doing the Buddhist meditations that my friend was teaching me. So it was like this weird blend. And I was just in heaven. And so, my teacher there noticed that I was obviously in love with this. And she said, you know, in her broken English and my very broken Mandarin, we figured out that she went to yoga school in Rishikesh, India. She drew me a little map and wrote down the name. And so, a month after China, I ended up there. And that's where I really started to love yoga. I was supposed to go for six weeks for a training, and oh, this is so fun to talk about. I haven't shared this in so long, (laughs) but I was supposed to go for six weeks for a training, and I ended up staying six months, and that's also where I found Ayurveda, but I was very confused by Ayurveda at that time, but that's where I was first introduced, and then, no, no, two years after Asia, I came home, and I found a yoga studio in Lake Mary, and I didn't have a job, and I was kind of in this weird culture shock um, from being gone for so long, and so I just ended up teaching and taking classes, and, and that's kind of how I found my way into teaching yoga, yeah.
0: And are you teaching anymore these days? Because I know we've, you've had a few pivots and integrations, but I'm just curious, do you still teach?
1: Yeah. So it's really taken on a whole new form. Now I am teaching just private lessons. I have three regular clients that I've had for eight to 10 years. They know their kids and they know their horses names. Like it's one of those very personal relationships. And we just meet on Zoom and actually put two of them together. So they're friends now. And yeah, so just three times a week, just three private lessons. It's so different from being in those big crowded studio classes, doing all kinds of crazy handstands. And now I'm just kind of in this little office doing neck rolls and sun salutes with these lovely people.
0: That's true. Yeah. Like at your busiest, how many yoga classes a week do you think you are teaching? like peak busy season. I remember.
1: When I look back on it, like 16 classes. And then Mm -hmm. I also was told very early on by one of my favorite teachers and mentor, Christine, who owns Full Circle. She was like, you need to include your practice into what you're thinking of as your work. You know, if you're teaching 10 classes, you need to be taking two. You need to have your time on the mat. You need to be inspired. You need to be the student. So at times I was teaching maybe 15 or 16 and then taking two or three. So, oh my gosh, when I look back on it now, thank God I was in my 20s. I couldn't imagine I, doing that
0: <laughs> Totally same. I know the few people I've been talking to this week started around the same time we did like 15-ish years ago. And it's like, yeah, we used to just teach all week long, all day long. I guess we didn't have kids and full-time
1: jobs and our cell turnover was so fast,
0: <laughs> we could just yeah. go, go,
1: go. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you was on our side, and I think you nailed it with not having kids. Like once you have a family, your priorities change. If I go to a yoga class once a week, once a month, now it's like. First of all, such a blessing. I remember my first yoga class after having Harper, she must've been four and a half, five and a half months old. And I just felt like I was in heaven. The word that I used when I left was that was magical. Like, I think I just took it for granted because I was going so often. And I thought, wow, if I ever made anyone feel even 2% of the way that teacher made me feel just now, I did my job. Like. It was just, you really I love that. Yes, yeah. I love that. I think back to the people, you know, the
0: students that we had, and it's like a lot of them were tired moms. And we were like, oh, you'll be fine. Just, you know, love yourself.
1: And now I'm like, oh, my God, I get it. I'm so proud yeah. of you for showing up. That's amazing. Hundred percent. I remember at Guru the studio. I don't know if it's there anymore. That I taught in at like Mary. One of the moms would actually bring her little daughter in her little car seat and just kind of rock her. She'd be in Warrior One, and then pause and bend over and rock the baby and put her little passy back in. That's amazing. And, yeah,
0: dedication.
1: That's uh, awesome.
0: So tell me about, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Ayurveda was like the next integration after the yoga. What led you down that path? And like, you're, remind me, because I know that you're not doing the products anymore, but are you still doing those kinds
1: of services or consultations? Yes, yeah. The consultations are primarily what I do. I'm just coming back from maternity and kind of integrating my old self into my new mom self. So I see maybe eight to ten. Ayurveda clients a week. And that is just, it's such a blessing. But so Ayurveda came from, I had that little introduction in India. And then I think I might have gone back to India one more time and had a little bit more exposure. I went to Kerala and that's where Avijja, that's an Ayurveda doctor, took my pulse. And when he took my pulse, he told me things like about my childhood, things that like you just wouldn't guess. So then I was like, oh, there's something to this. Mm. And fast forward a few months after getting home from that trip, this sounds so bonkers, but I remember it as clear as day, even now. And it must've been 12 years ago. I had a dream, but it was like a voice as though I was awake that says you must study our data. It was like, it's clear as day. So I woke up at 3am got online and started looking And 12, 15 years ago, they're really, I mean, it wasn't as, not that it's like popular now, but it's pretty known. It was even on the Kardashians the other week. Like it's known. It was not known then. So I ended up just going on Amazon, which I didn't even know. Amazon back then was just where you buy books, right? Mm -hmm. And I bought all the Ayurveda books, actually asked my mom for her credit card and said, can I buy all my Christmas presents? I won't spend more than $200. And she's like, absolutely, like if you want. So I ordered all these books. (laughs) Yes. And then I ended up reading them all before Christmas and dog earring and highlighting and I open them up, and my mom's like, Kristen, you bought used books. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. So I just, like, learned at first self studying, and one of the studios where I was teaching said, you know, notice that I was talking about it all the time, and she's like, well, it's part of the teacher training here. Do you want to, like, teach a free little workshop and share it with our teacher trainees, and I was just over the moon. And I remember the moment I started talking, my voice was so quivery and I was talking so fast. I was so nervous and excited. But yeah, after about a year of self-study, I went to Kripalu, which is up in Massachusetts and did their immersion program there. It's about 10 months and it's so hands-on and it just changed my life. I started practicing everything and trying all the herbs and I have so many stories about herbs gone wrong herbs are not for everyone not every herb is for everybody but I thought oh I should try them if I'm gonna recommend them to people so yeah I mean do you care to share
0: an herb gone wrong story with us
1: oh my god (laughs) yes I have so many but this one this herb called chitrak. It's meant to like, it's a very heaving herb. It's for kapha dosha. It's meant to, you know, burn away mucus and congestion, clear up the lungs, speed up the metabolism, um, all things kapha related. If someone's heavy, dull, slow, sluggish, fatigued, mucusy, this would be good for them, most likely, given they don't have any interactions in other pharmaceuticals. This is my disclaimer. Anyway, I have very little kapha in me, but I ordered Everything wanted to try it, so I knew I was going to meet a girlfriend for lunch at Ethos. So I thought, okay, I'll take it, and then I'll go and eat lunch. I'll be fine. I'm ten minutes away. I'm sweating profusely. My heart's beating so fast. I get out of the car. I feel so dizzy. I'm like, oh my gosh! The moment we get there, I'm just like, give me whatever you have. Dude, like, yes, about, give me that. So yeah, I learned real fast. If you're not Kafa, don't take chitrak in large portions. Yeah, that's funny.
0: <laughs> talk about answering the call. I like that you heard like an actual call to learn this, this practice, this path, and then just went after it like tenaciously,
1: like you did. Yeah. yeah, Oh, it's my pitta nature. It's just like yeah. if I hear it today, it should have been done yesterday in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's oh, go ahead. I'm so. No, oh, no. Go ahead. I was just saying about the dream, the same thing happened eight, nine years later that I had a dream, but it was a voice. You must study clinical mental health. And it was very direct like that, not Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't vague. It was so direct, just like that. Mm So I'll wait for my next dream, but I hope it takes a minute. I'm kind of burnt out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because you just finished that, right? Did you just didn't you just graduate?
1: Yeah, I actually graduated July 26, but I'm done with my work. So now it's just waiting for the ceremony.
0: How does that feel? That's a lot.
1: It feels amazing. I don't think I've ever worked so hard in my whole life. And I think it was just, I would recommend anyone pursue their dreams at any time. I don't think there's a right time to start anything, but Had I known, I probably wouldn't have gone for a graduate degree when I was having a baby, like the same exact time. That was sure. I bit off more than I wanted to chew, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good thing you have enough pitta in you to just digest it, anyways. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it'll be fine. We're going to get through this.
1: Yeah. But it feels good to be done.
0: I bet. Okay, so these days you're starting mental health counseling and still doing Ayurvedic consults and still teaching a few privates. So if somebody wanted to find you, how do they find you? Like where do where do prospective students or clients find you now?
1: The best way is probably AyurvedaOrlando.com. So it's A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A slash Orlando.com or on my Instagram Kristen underscore Lillian. Then there's the website just there.
0: Okay, perfect. And I just want to add for any of our listeners near or far, you know, present or down the road. um, If you have questions like specifically for Kristen or something, or you're just like, I'd really like to hear more about that, or I wanted to respond to this point, DM me or her, and then, you know, we can always do a follow-up chat another time too, just for people who have more questions. Um, But I'm thinking, what if any, I'm going to put you on the spot, what if any advice would you have for somebody who's considering entering these alternative health and wellness fields or maybe somebody who just graduated yoga teacher training or just graduated massage therapy school or just graduated undergrad and they don't know what they want to do next like what kind of advice do you have for that type of listener yeah
1: That's a great question. Not to sound corny, but honestly, just follow your heart. Like if you're interested in something, even if you don't think there's a population for it or a system set up for it, or other people won't be interested, if you're interested, you're not alone. And if you feel called or moved or inspired in some direction, like that's for a reason. You know, I remember early on with you, you gave such amazing foot massages and, you know, all the Thai reflexology. And I was like, "Will you teach a Thai reflexology class for yoga teachers. It can be something like that niche and that detailed and that specific. But I just think with almost 8 billion people on the planet, we all need each other and we need these things that are kind of not talked about or not really explored or not really in the mainstream. We need them to come to the surface because someone would would benefit from it, you know? So whatever it is, if you are dreaming about it and curious about it, I think it's worth pursuing.
0: Yeah, I love that. Basically, like, answering the call. If you feel that pull or that call, like, go ahead and take a look because somebody probably needs that service.
1: Think about like the intersection of yoga and Ayurveda and just thinking about how there are so many different styles of yoga, whether it be yin or Ashtanga or vinyasa or prenatal or so many different kinds. And there really is I think an opportunity for yoga and Ayurveda to be um, more readily available in studios to have like vata balancing classes or pizza Mm. balancing classes, kapha balancing classes. So I think if you're interested, you're a teacher and you're interested in Ayurveda, I think that's a really um, just a prime area that you could plant some seeds in. So, for example, think about vata. Vata imbalances are so pervasive today. It's anxiety. It's self-doubt. It's um, sleep insomnia. It's crepitous and dry, crackly joints. I mean, raise your hand if, like, you fall into any of these categories, gas and bloating. You know, I feel like vata imbalances are just, like, pretty much everyone has them right now partially because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So a Vata balancing class would be very grounding. So lots of child's pose, happy baby, goddess, Buddha squats, malasanas, like really primal and earthy. And it's different from yin because yin, if you're super Vata, yin can actually create more anxiety because it's like, I can't go from 100 to 20 miles an hour, which you Know yen is so slow, it's like 20 miles an hour. So, a vata class could really help like ground and bring mm-hmm. people down. So, I just think that is such an opportunity. And then, pitta classes so, pitta when they're out of balance, they tend to be more competitive, goal driven. Um, they can get a little more critical, more judgmental. It's like all of this heat that normally makes them curious and ambitious just gets like it spreads like a wildfire. So pizza classes are like just really playful. Think of Bob Marley, think of Jack Johnson, think of like smooth, feel-good flows. I think that would be really nice because there is like a lot of anger in the world right now. And it feels like there's a lot of like friction and tension. So just kind of like vacation setting, that's like a pizza class. And then Kafa. A lot of our classes that we have now are really coffee pacifying when you think of like power yoga, hot yoga, some of these like popular, I'm doing air quotes, mm-hmm. popular classes, right? And that can help with sluggishness, weight gain, depression, fatigue. It like really gets the energy moving. So I don't think there's a shortage of that. I feel like that's very popular. But really, the vata balancing classes to help people with their anxiety and their sense of you know, just insecurity or self-doubt. I feel like that is just such an area that teachers could really wrap their knowledge and creativity around.
0: I like that. I like the nuance difference. So it's not just like an upper or a downer, you know, and like, that was one of the things that I took home when I started doing my consultations with you for the Ayurvedic stuff is like, it's not about countering what you are. It's like working with it and like, guiding it and channeling it around and that's that's made a huge difference because I definitely you know with a lot of pitta energy it's like I always feel like I should be in an ice bath all the time but it's like no it's okay to like be playful and work with it so it's really valuable I like that somebody should take that idea listeners <laughs> somebody should I teach know, those classes
1: run with it, run with it. Yeah. I won't plug myself too much but in the book that I wrote are you uh you're oh, like yeah you have to tell us about the book I already totally Face that out, please do. Well, it was like so long ago, but then I did a second edition because I finally had money to like hire an illustrator and editor, so it yeah. could be a little cleaner. But in that book, there is a whole chapter or segment on yoga and Ayurveda and how to create classes and even the language to use you know, so if someone's super vata, they're super anxious, you want to use more grounding words like relax, steady, warm. If someone is really tired and depressed, you want to use words like bright and energized. So even language. So in that book, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of resources, but enough to kind of get your toes wet and maybe feel inspired to come up with your own vernacular.
0: I know we directed them to your site. Is it there if they want to find it?
1: Yeah, so actually, like I'm going to pull, mm-hmm. yeah, pull my product site down um, shortly, but it's on Amazon. OK, cool. Well, no, actually, yeah, my website, I'm going to put it on there, or it's on Amazon. So if you have Prime, of course, everyone loves yes. Rachel. Yes, yeah. of course. Absolutely. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. Yay, and maybe
0: we'll do like a little giveaway or something, actually. I'll chat with you about it <laughs> offline. That could be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Let's do cool. that.
0: That'll be fun. Yeah. Yay! Well, thank you so much, Kristen. This has been so lovely reconnecting with you. It's just been the nicest end to the day. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank I'm so glad you're offering this podcast and this resource, and I just think it's such a wonderful, you know, offering. I don't. I, don't I hope it so. Right. Podcasts specifically for wellness industry, specifically for yoga industry.
0: Yeah. I know there's a lot for like, you know, marketing and business and that's fine. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get those kinds of tips throughout here, but my... The, the need I was feeling is like we all end up kind of isolated, helping so many others, but like we don't have our own break room, you know, like to come and be like, How was work today? What did you learn in your career today? You know, so I'm hoping that that'll be kind of the community we build together here, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, you make the offering and then they kind of decide,
1: right? Yeah, you build it and they will come. Yeah. I have one thing that's like chirping on my shoulder that I feel like I have to say for some reason when you ask the question about what advice would you give for someone new or someone getting into wellness is that imposter syndrome is normal. And to not let that be a barrier or a deterrent, that feeling of, am I good enough? Am I really living it? Am I walking the talk? Am I a hypocrite? Am I getting my point across? All of those thoughts I feel are very normal. And just to think of them as like, par for the course and yes. that you are worthy of being in the space and you don't have to be perfect to teach like yeah, has moments
0: no yeah. absolutely absolutely i'm hoping that lesson comes through too i had a, a chat with um do you remember alex mccullough she's Opy, yeah. so i had a chat with her earlier and Everything was a mess. All the techie things were a mess. We didn't know what we were doing. We're both like, you know, older yoga teachers. Like, what does this button do? You know, yeah. I'm like, whatever. I was like, if you're cool with it, I'm going to publish it anyways, because it's important for not just younger teachers or practitioners, but at any age to know that, like, anytime you start a new thing, your first few rounds of them are probably going to be not your best or whatever. And that's not the point. The point is that we're here to serve. And that is the only way to get better anyways, right? Is to get those first few classes taught and, you know, write those first few meditations down or whatever it is.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Always on that journey.
1: Well, you seem like a trained professional to me. I wouldn't have thought this was new to you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful, or at least that it made you smile. If so, it would mean a lot to me. If you shared it with somebody else, you can do so by sharing a screenshot of this podcast, to your Instagram stories, and then tag me at body, mind, spirit service. You can also visit our website. The link is in the bio it's body, mind, And in there, you're going to find a free community group where you can join and chime in with podcast questions or topic requests, as well as network with other people in your field. The website's also going to give you options to opt in for the blog updates and the email list so you can stay in the loop for trainings and other exciting things there. And if you're more into Facebook, we have a free community group there as well. So again, thank you so much for sharing your time with me and I hope to hear from you soon. You can send me a DM, say hi, let me hear from you. Let me hear how I can be of service to you so that you can be of service to others. May you be happy, may you be well, may you be safe, peaceful, and at ease. And I will see you again soon.